Welcome back to Star Wars. In the Will Arnett and Lego watching Batman voice. The Mandalorian. <laughs> to go to <coughs> I like it. Let's keep that. It's the Mando Fan Show from Starkiller Radio. Mando. A weekly commentary on the first ever live action Star Wars TV show. You are about the I'm a Mandalorian. Weapons are part of my religion. This is the way. This, this is the way. way. I have spoken. Welcome back to the show. This is going to be a new weekly show that we're going to try to do that follows the Mandalorian chapter by chapter, where we watch it. You can watch along with us. We're going to start the counter at absolute zero. We're just going to kind of talk about it. Um, you know, what we thought, our thoughts about it during the way and, um, you know, whatever comes up. Our hopes for it and our dreams. <laughs> yes, our hopes. Our dreams hopes. Okay, so I guess we'll just get straight into it. And we're not going to touch it at all. We're just going to let the auto play play because by this point when we're recording, we have three episodes in already. So we're a little bit behind, but just watch along. Watch along with us. Here we go. Three, two, one. It's away. <clears throat> so we don't have the 20th Century Fox, but we've got this familiar Lucasfilm logo now. It starts everything. I don't know how I feel about these masks. They all look like yeah. Lego. <laughs> Lego characters. They look a little bit too plastic to me. Yeah, one right. of those, the Rebel one, was a little too much. Mm-hmm. It's almost like it came straight from Rebels. Yeah. I do like, though, how they tied the beeping into this opening scene. Speaking of this opening it's scene. It's weird. You'd think there'd be a little more to it than just one little flashing light. Almost looks like a smoke detector. <laughs> right. So, no, I did not see uh, any galaxy far, far away. That's right. That's right. We've got some thugs here in the cantina. Um, already, I mean, this opening scene, it... it Plops you right down, you know, in that in yeah. that world. This really takes you back to Tatooine, almost. Right, and I, I think I mentioned this too. The subtitles for these these gang members or whatever they are, they are that same shade of yellow. There's the Mandalorian. Mando. Such a good shot. What I appreciate right off the bat, we've already got an alien that we already are aware. Of right in the first exists. first scene. Right. In this, in the Star Wars universe, got a few of them. They're integrated with the the newer characters. This guy has a metal arm. Did you notice that? I didn't yeah, notice that before. I just now noticed it before you said that. What is the tentacle face guy? Uh, Quarren. Quarren. Yeah. Quarren. That's right. But anyway, these subtitles here, they, I don't know, they look exactly like the original subtitles. Not the new, redone subtitles that they've done for the Disney Plus stuff, but it's that kind of faded yellow and just thick font. I love it. Yeah. It also just works perfectly because the style of this is supposed to be Western, and that also has a very Western sort of feel. Right. And speaking of, you know, you said Western. I know we talked about it at the end of the first episode, kind of the the music. You know, you weren't really jazzed about it at first. Oh, no, it's definitely grown on me. Yeah. Um I'm I'm glad that they're each episode after it comes out, they will release the soundtrack for that episode on uh, at least Apple Music. I'm assuming Spotify is the same way. Let's but, uh, um, 
It's really good. Let's talk about this door for a second. And <laughs> What's... <laughs> I don't understand the design of something that could so easily kill... I mean, if someone accidentally presses it while someone's walking through, are they going to lose an arm? Well, no, they got shot. That's, that's, so if you were to shoot yeah. like a target door, it'll kill you. Yeah, I guess so. It just seems like a flawed design to me. Like something that could accidentally kill you so easily. If someone punched the panel at Walmart, it'll cut you in half. Yeah. How do you guys feel about this character, Fish Guy? I have heard <laughs> he feels a little bit comic uh, reliefy. Uh, I've heard people reference uh, Star Wars: The Next Generation when I when <laughs> yeah, they have that's him. Exactly what I was thinking. Um, but yeah, he was. Somebody made a, a good point that if he had a slight bit of an accent, some some kind of accent. Yes. I think it may have worked a little bit better. I don't really have a problem with it, but I can see where people... Or at least the throatier yeah. sound, since he's a fish. Right. right. The the voice does not match the face at all. Right. I mean, he's no Jar Jar, but... Let's go, real quick, back to weird. that whole door thing. I, th I think it's important that we acknowledge now that since someone got cut in half, uh, that the <coughs> Star Wars has officially gone PG-14. Oh, well, for this show, for sure. Yeah. But I think that's one of the amazing things about this show is it's exploring new ground in that area. My you favorite know, part of violence. this first scene. Yeah, the flute player. <laughs> we now know what that snout is for. <laughs> yeah. It's not for ants. They are a very flutes. musical people. <laughs> Space ants. Yeah. Um, no droids. I think, yeah, I was about to say, Jeff, I think you, you had mentioned his problem with droids, and we'll see that come up again. And... Uh, yeah, I think we'll we'll get more, uh, more on that later. For another nickel, he'll play a different song. <laughs> I can't figure out, though. He's got holes in his nose, though, so is his nose supposed to be able to kind of play music? Right, he could have played his nose just as easily, you <laughs> exactly. would think. Well, okay, you remember in Return of the Jedi, that orange elephant-looking thing? Not orange, Max blue. Rebo, yeah. The blue one? Max Rebo, yeah. yeah that's his name. There's a scene where he kind of like starts playing his nose. I, I oh, we're, we're talking over this, be. the best character oh. ever introduced to us. Hands down. Mr. Brian Pusain. <laughs> Just Is being Brian Pusain, yes. I don't know if that's how you pronounce his last name, but... I don't know. He's been in a lot of stuff. Yeah, he's, a, he's, he's always funny when he's not trying to be. Mm -hmm. He's a gunslinger smuggler driving a right. taxi... <laughs> Yeah, he's one of those guys that's just... I think this is just him fulfilling a lifelong dream just to say he was in some Star Wars production. I guarantee you half the characters that show up on here are probably the same. Yeah. <laughs> or half the actors, at least. Like Horatio Sands. I mean, you know, who <laughs> who would have thought he would have been in a Star Wars anything? No big deal. But very, I really like... Very cool ship. Yeah, I, I was going to... I love that just ship. Just comment on that. It kind of has the same similar design, and we'll, he kind of references it um, being an older ship. Uh, Horatio's character, I can't remember what his name is. But, um, you know, it, it's got kind of that same, I'm just noticing it now, kind of the same angular design oh. as, like, the clone gun gunships. And goodbye. And there goes the speeder. <laughs> yeah. It was a fantastic cameo. I was really looking forward to seeing some kind of familiar... Uh, creature pop out here, but I, I just couldn't think of what. But it is uh, pretty cool to introduce something thing I new. could think of. An asteroid worm. <laughs> I actually kind of thought of... Uh, it looks like a walrus. It does. Uh, <laughs> with scales. I'm trying to see if it's got little, you know, the front flippers. Yeah. Look like it had something there. It's hard to tell. It's definitely got the tusks, though. I will say this about 
Horatio's character. It did take me a couple of seconds just to kind of, you know, with his just normal way of talking, kind of accept him as a yeah, as a character. But I don't think he's supposed to be super fleshed out and right here now. Here we so. get introduced to his main weapon, it, yeah. staff slash sniper rifle slash first. Is this awesome. the is this the first uh, holiday special reference? Yeah. Because we haven't had. Horatio mentions I need Life to go Day. Back and watch it. Horatio <laughs> mentions Life Day here in a minute, but I think that's the first kind of visual reference, at least. <clears throat> this is the first really good look we get uh, of Mando's armor, kind of in the light. Mm -hmm. It was a little bit in darkness before. I dig their space scenes. I like what they do yeah. in space oh, and yeah. in the ship. Uh, my own. My only qualm so far with the series, I, I kind of hope that, I mean, it's not a deal breaker, but I was hoping for, you know, how Rogue One would name the planets as they came came to them, if it was a new planet to us. I kind of liked how they named them. I can understand why they didn't, because you never see them in the original trilogy, or the original movies, actually, any of them. What do you mean? So we we'd like, like, as in we don't know what planet that was on, oh. um, and we don't. We don't really. We're not given any, you know, any lore from the the new stuff. We don't. We're not exposed to yet. We don't know, you know, what they are. But I was telling Kyle this earlier when Rebels came out. I don't know if you know this, Jeff. Um, but when Rebels was coming out each week on YouTube, the Lucasfilm or the Star Wars channel, they would have uh, what what they called the Rebel Rebels Recon. Where they would they would take the creators, and they would kind of delve into, you know, some of the new stuff that we saw in the episode or the lore surrounding, you know, the references in the episode to fill you in. And I kind of wish there was something with this because there's still a lot we don't don't really know about this. So Which it, I guess it is the outer regions. You would think so. I think it's a major concern that they don't have the planet's name, though, because... Well, just from a fan perspective, though. I guess, but then you're going to wind up with Jakku. I guess there's only so many names. I'm not sure how significant the name of this planet is. It's Hoth. For a Star Wars fan, every <laughs> every, yeah. every planet every name, planet every, every little detail, every yeah. slug I was going to say, well, what was the walrus alligator's name? That's a, I mean, that's <laughs> another thing. The we, walrus gator? We've seen a couple new aliens... Uh, See, we got a reference to Carbonite. I was gonna say, I have. Oh yeah, so that Rodian, hold on. So, uh, that facial expression he makes looks very similar similar to the Rodian in Resistance and what he makes. I I, I honestly think you're reaching with that. You've you've mentioned it before, <laughs> but I, you know how many Rodians? You know see, how I don't how see a lot of variants in Rodian. You also know how disposable Rodians are in the Star well, Wars universe. <laughs> I mean, that's probably true, yes. They're McClunky. They're that's all we have to say fodder. about that. <clears throat> but this, so uh, if you listen to the music in this, go back and listen to it. Um, this scene reminds me of the... Um, wow, I just lost my train of thought. Um, wow. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, I may come back to that because it, <laughs> so it's actually Mando's main theme 
uh, one of his themes. So um, here we have another bar scene with with I don't recognize any of these aliens. Do you? There's some Trandoshans. Yeah. There's some Rodians, but flesh colored I just saw three or four that I've never seen before, and there's another one. But I'm okay with that. Some of these know, actually. That's, that's so I'm that saying. guy right there, we've seen him um, in episode seven. The guy with the kind of bowl hat, big bowl hat, or those those type of characters. Night on Bald Mountain. I'm not even going to try to pronounce the the composer's name, but just keep that in mind when you listen to the his theme. It reoccurs. How do you guys feel about Carl Carl Weathers in the Star Wars um, universe? Do you think he love f- it. do you think he fits? I think he fits purely because, and I was noticing this the first time I watched it. He has that. He's you know he's an actor from the seventies. Right, he's from he, that time period. He he's feel, got that look, yeah. to him and that feel. He's from got the actor. look for sure. But as far, I mean, as far as the acting, he just feels like he has a very different style from modern actors. I don't know. Yeah, it kind it kind of harkens back to those seventies movies a little bit. Right. Not, I don't want to say campy, but it, it's not bad either. It's just different. Yeah, we really couldn't hear it. We ha- we have the sound completely down but um he picks up that was it calamari calamari yeah calamari money uh he's got like a squishy sound i like that detail veil jumper wanted smuggler Hmm. yeah that's interesting you think that could be a reference to uh a certain smuggler that we know of i I feel like it has to be yeah i don't know if it has to be but well, for them to mention it, though, yeah, with it being maybe. this soon after Return of the Jedi. There's a lot of smugglers in the Star Wars. So universe. where would he be? Where would Han be? He Although, would, yeah, five years after Return of the Jedi, though. He, he probably went back to smuggling. The say, Empire's he, been gone for five years. Is he no longer a general of the Rebellion? Or? Well, there's, I think, there's I no think Rebellion actually anymore, he right? went, I think in the in the new canon, um, he has actually become a racer, almost, huh. a little bit. Um, I could be wrong. I know he's done that. In the past, I just feel like he was reluctant to join the rebellion in the first place, and as soon as there's no need for one anymore, well, why, in, in, why not just go back to what he knows best? I mean, in episode seven, you know, we find out that he, when everything failed, he yeah. kind of went back to, to yeah. doing it's that. Yeah, it's all so. Sure, but I think this was obviously before he's, you know, had the troubled relationship with Leia that yeah. we've seen. Could be right. Like at this point, Kylo, or I'm sorry, Ben, might only just be conceived. Oh, and here comes my favorite part. Marketplace is a very, yeah. <laughs> very good feel. That guy's got his VR helmet on back there. <laughs> <laughs> this is There's old Bullhead again. <laughs> Salad bowl. This guy appears in three or four scenes. He does. He's got some huge clothes, too. <laughs> I feel like this is a scene taken directly from Ready Player One. Yeah, the set dressing is just amazing. <laughs> Where's this guy? I want this guy installed on my yes. door. <laughs> <Your> door. <laughs> Instead of a ring, you just have one of these little droids. But when it goes back in, I want it to laugh every time. Oh. <laughs> we got an old faithful garbage can droid. <laughs> we got a new lid on him. New chrome lid. Why would any droid speak in an alien language? Couldn't you just program them with every language? So you would always know what they're saying. Then again, it's not a protocol droid, I guess. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. He's no C-3PO. He's rustic looking. Now, the stormtroopers storm here look a little worse for wear, which would make sense. Yeah. They're all tall. 
They are. Hmm. Fun fact. So I don't know if you know this, Kyle. Um, they were talking about this at celebration, but the stormtroopers in this whole show, they are all members of the five hundred first. Really. Oh, hold yeah. on now. Did huh. he say all of them? I mm-hmm. thought he said there were just moments where they needed to have a bunch of them. And he's like, where did we I, get a bunch of stormtroopers? I, I heard all of them. I would not be surprised because, you know, you're not going to get big actors to be in those suits. Well, you don't need so why actors. wouldn't you just need I mean, who did suits? George get to be stormtroopers in his? <clears throat> okay, so one thing here is clearly there's some tension between the doctor and the client. Mm-hmm. They, you know, you would assume they'd be on the same side, but... Obviously, they have very different motives here. You can tell just from the few minutes of this scene. Right. He doesn't see... He seems very forced in what he's... What uh, yeah, he's I'm really curious to, to find out uh, what the doctor's motives are versus the client's. And so, uh, Kyle, I, I think in our initial conversation, you had mentioned him wearing a um, imperial scientist. He, he is wearing a patch that... Uh, we have seen the suit befo- looks, we have the seen suit looks very very imperial but yeah the the patch yeah there's a patch on his right shoulder i believe that you can find uh at another point in another star wars production his yeah. shoulders uh are very reminiscent to what obi-wan kenobi would wear in t- yeah. as a general yeah, yeah he's kind of got kinda that of. that same shape pauldron well so yeah. if you look at his i guess it's his right pauldron uh, that's actually a, from a shore trooper armor. So it's got that blue band on it. Oh yeah. And I think one of his knee. Talking about the Mando. Like the, yeah, 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 yeah. But um. So what's that uh, medal he's wearing around his neck? The whoever this guy is. It may just be one of his. Because um, it looks like know. an imperial badge. Or yeah. Yeah, it's an so imperial badge for sure. But uh, yeah. So but also, it's interesting that he uh, he's not too worried about the life of this. Um, this bounty, but the doctor is very interested. Herzog, yeah, Herzog. Oh, excuse me, Herzog, uh, Herzog. So, we'll we'll talk about it more because you see it, you get a better glimpse of uh, that uh, scientist Pershing. Pershing, Pershing yeah, Doctor Pershing. Better glimpse of his arm patch and the. Next episode, oh, I don't know the third episode. Get a, a couple clear shots. Yeah. I don't know. If this is reading into it, but he says they're they are fifty years old. I th- yeah. I th- the first I time I that saw too. that, I was thinking there was more than one. Well, maybe there still is though. I wonder if that's. The I I don't. Th- I think it's just a general, you know, like a sexless yeah. thing. I don't know if it's a maybe male that's or the correct English. I would not know. But you could just use <laughs> it. It is fifty years old. Yeah, you could. You could, or you I could say there. Like I think you, I know. think I think that's reading too much into it because I yeah. thought about maybe, that. Maybe he doesn't that. want him to know if there are multiples, or if there's just one. Oh, this uh, is my favorite scene in this whole episode. That was delicious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the roasted Kuwaitian monkey lizards <laughs> with his poor friend looking oh, on. Oh boy. <laughs> mm. They didn't look appetizing to begin with in Return of the Jedi, but no, this one looks even less so. Yeah, they still don't. But I love that they. You know, this is going I, back to the the whole practical effects thing, and I hate, I hate when that's thrown around for the new movies, you know, and celebrating it a lot. But did you guys really happen to see the older feel. model astromech droid, the ones with the bad motivator? Oh no, I missed that. So that's our first look at a 
Yeah. Uh, additional Walk, Mando. Walking into a action. what is obviously a Mandalorian infested. I think he called building. it the, the covert. The covert. The kids all have helmets. Yeah. The younglings. I, I think I just saw a light blue armored Mando. I have. There's the again referencing yeah, all these special. The movies. well known. Uh, I'm still struggling. Mandalorian with symbol. Struggling with the kids having helmets thing. Well, if you if. And if they you have to grow up with you know your identity being hidden, maybe. I guess, but it's like you're born and they pop it on your head. And you're like, you're growing these. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. Yeah, you would think they would have to get bigger ones at some point. Exactly. It's got a very medieval feel to this. It whole. does. So, did we ever discuss who we think this this? I'm gonna call her the Spartan for now. I'm who calling her the Viking. The Viking. <laughs> yeah. We'll go with that. Viking. The Spartan, Spartan Viking. I have no clue who she could be, mm-hmm. or if she's someone that we already know of. The actress I know is not something I'm familiar. It's not a name, Emily Swallows. That's not a name I, I'm yeah, familiar I was say, I don't with. Really <laughs> uh, is there a her voice though? Is it familiar to anybody? Yeah, or, or should uh, it be? It it kind of feels. Uh, does she have? Since we don't have the audio on, I can't really tell. Does she have an English accent? Kind of. Um, if so, there's a little, a little hint of, uh, oh, what's her name? Galadriel. That's what I was thinking. Kate Blanchett. Kate Blanchett. Yes. Yeah. So she talks about the signet or how he doesn't have one yet. How, are we able to see hers anywhere? I haven't really looked for one, but I, it would stick out. You would think. I don't see one. Is that on her chest plate? No. No. They're clear. pretty much all the same. So Beskar is basically the vibranium of the Star Wars world. Yeah. From what I'm gathering. Yeah. And maybe even more rare. Armorer. That's her name, Armorer. Yeah, I, I do like how they keep referencing, you know, the tribe. Yeah. And stuff. Foundlings. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I want to know on a larger scale, larger galactic scale, you know, where... Where are the Mandalorians as far as the it's planet? Right. Um, you know, where, where you wanna, you how spread s- out they are, or, you yeah. know, because these are these guys are obviously in hiding, you know, keeping hidden. Yeah. Is everybody really on Mandalorian? want to go back like further that? in their, their origin story and see how all this started with the helmets and the armor and everything. It's all some kind of tradi- tradition or religion that had to start somewhere. Right. There's those electronics. Underneath the pauldron. So, I love the wipe transition. Yeah, <laughs> we assume that good. the armorer is... I guess she has to be the leader. I think so. At least of this, you know, yeah, this tribe. Um, but speaking of, of the tribe and stuff, you know, we're going back to the, the Western kind of feel of the, of the... Of the whole show. And kind of, my, I was surprised that the music did not reflect what we think of as Western... You know, type music. You're right. Like this right. very overdriven kind of guitar with a tremolo yeah. effect on it and, and it's, stuff. It's not quite as symphonic as a John Williams composition, but it's got some hints of it in there. But then it's got more modern hints of, like you said, the electric guitar and right. But even his, even his main, in there. even his main theme. <laughs> you know, it's a, it's um, it's an indigenous instrument. You know, kind of. I think he's he's the composer is trying to go back to. Right. The idea of the tribal 
right? What kind of feel what to sound it. personifies the Mandalorian himself? Right. Or maybe like a Native American type. You well, know yeah, yeah I think sliding guitar. We we do, do we? but not for his main theme, not for the theme that we've heard. Okay, check out this planet. It looks. Yeah, so we were having the conversation about really what planet familiar. it was, and Kyle had mentioned that it was um, Ryloth. It could be Ryloth because those blurgs. Because oh. right, the, there are blurgs on Ryloth. We don't know if they're indigenous to it, but obviously, uh, well, we'll see something else later that also could appear on another planet. Right, and. Um, Something took that one down. The first time I saw this, I thought the Mandalorian did that himself. I did too. I gotta be honest though, the first time and second time and third time I've seen this, each time I'm just like, how is it that his arm has not been torn off? <laughs> right. right. <laughs> or bleeding first. That's perfect. Caught in there pretty good. And now we have an Ugnaught <laughs> that is not on Hoth. <laughs> first right. time we've it's seen that. This is retirement home there. One that speaks English. No, it's basic. Or basic, <laughs> yeah, basic. whatever. Yeah, get that right. <laughs> yeah, the effects on him. Man, yeah, the, just his prosthetics. and He's got one of those looks amazing. to him that, for me, it's uneasy to look at. <laughs> yes, <laughs> just it's it too make, real. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, guess, I guess you can have that uncanny valley with uh, practical makeup effects as yeah. well. He kicked that blurg real fast, though. That kind of was a little... Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, man, he looks so good. He looks good. He kind of reminds me of trolls from uh, uh, <laughs> Harry Potter. Yeah. He reminds me of something yeah. from uh, uh, what's the what what was George Lucas's movie he worked on before Star Wars? You know, The Labyrinth. Black Crystal. Did he work on Labyrinth? <laughs> I don't think I don't think he did. That was this Jim reminds Hansen. me of something from Labyrinth. But yeah. So well, Jim Henson, the company, uh, Jim Henson, That's they right. That's right. they did the makeup and stuff for the uh, Return of the Jedi. I know. Um, I'm not so sure that they did the the first two movies, but so it, it you know wouldn't surprise me that they're kind of going with that. I still like how his lips move, though. It's not just that they open and shut; it's that they actually right. go in and out too. They articulate to f- yeah form. And now we have the taming of thunder. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> the tutorial of the RPG that Mandalorian is living. Right. <laughs> oh yeah. This is where you figure out how the controls work. <laughs> <laughs> right. Turn your head this way. <laughs> Do you want to ride a mount? <laughs> yeah. Or you can go back to Zelda. You got to pat him a few times. Pat, pat. <laughs> this is basically a giant tadpole with legs. Right. And sharp teeth. Yeah, I like that, um, you know, visually we've never seen one other than, before this, other than, uh, you know, Clone Wars. So it's it's nice to see that. Mythosaur. Hold on. That was yeah. the next. Uh, yeah, we got a reference to a Mythosaur. Yeah, so what was the other holiday special? So I think that's four references so far, I think, if we're counting the weapon. Blue Armor Mando. Oh, the Blue Armored Mando? I saw, I, I think I saw him in the. When he was walking through the covert hall, saw one in, on the wall there. That could just be me grasping at straws. But yeah, the 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 effects work 
looks really, really good. It is really good. Even the CGI of the the blur here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's from certain what I'm angles. About, yeah. Looks very real. Yeah, got the same that, texture and stuff as a dewback. That like right that there. Man, that scene, it almost looks like something out of uh, an old Jurassic Park movie. Right. That's, that's what right. I was thinking. This is very Spielberg-ish. Yeah. Those eyes. They always look angry. <laughs> well, the Ugnaught himself, I don't think, ever smiles. Maybe that's part of his prosthetics, though. And boom. He can't really smile. Right there. That's the a new smile. Halloween yeah, that's costumes that you run around in. Like as a mount. Instead of the Wampa. <laughs> it's not a yeah. Now these, yeah, if you did that, they would look like something from uh, the Labyrinth a little bit. Short legs. I love how you can see through the cracks. Yeah. And it's kind of those those uh, crevices there. I find it interesting that Similar these creatures are agile enough to jump across these uh, <laughs> yeah. five, six-foot cracks. Well, they don't have arms, so that, yeah, makes sense. Yeah, I guess all their strength would be in their legs. So going back to the the planet talk, you know, I was when you brought that to the to the attention, I was trying to remember. I knew we had seen Blurgs before. You said mm -hmm. you mentioned Ryloth, and I was really hoping that that was going to be, you know, what this was. I wasn't heartbroken that it wasn't going to be Tatooine, but if it was a familiar planet, you know, that we've only seen in the Clone Wars, I would have liked liked that. Right. I kind of I don't know for for my personal preference, I kind of. Um, I'm not really big on, you know, introducing new planets with every yeah, every single And you thing, don't you have know. we don't have to know that this is a named planet. The only time it would be significant is if it was an area of significance in one of the movies. Mm -hmm. Which planet was Hondo on that uh I'm trying to think uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi and Anakin kind of like ran into him. That's where his that's where his group of thugs were and whatnot. Right, I I know what you're talking about. I can't remember the name of the planet though. Because it was that wasn't Ryloth. They weren't on Ryloth. Were no, they? I don't no, think they so. weren't. But it was as barren as this was and rocky. Yeah. Maybe that's why this is called the Outer Regions. All these planets are just yeah, kind of bare. Of course, what's the planet that I'm trying to remember that the. Uh, <coughs> uh, Kaiba crystals. I'm trying. I can't remember what it's oh, called. Oh, um, Jeddah. 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 Like, what if uh, hitting it with a Death Star blast caused the atmosphere to dry up the rest of the planet? I don't know. No, <laughs> uh, because Just spitball in here. <laughs> the IG unit, Mr. Taika Waititi, and a lot I of Nick Toes. Yes. There's a guy I work with uh, who just watched all these, and he's I don't know. He's and he's like, I saw this guy. Like, I saw that droid in Empire Strikes Back. And I was like, well, you saw his brother. <laughs> his brother. His distant cousin. This is the, the droid has a brother. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I've been a sister. Huh. I remember when he was first announced as the, the voice of that IG unit. Um, I was I was really thinking, like, oh, they're going to make a more, take a more comedic approach to it. Knowing his previous work, I mean, they kind of did, but they kept it very straight laced, and very you know, robotic sounding, as opposed to what he normally does. So right Korg. there, we got our first uh, idea of how strong Beskar steel is, because the Mandalorian just took a blaster shot right to the shoulder. Was it got the right back that up? Hit? Yeah, it, was, it looked like it was the shoulder. Okay. The way he fell. Yeah. You don't even see a mark on him. 
And these two are apparently part of something called the Guild, mm -hmm. which I don't know of any reference to that in any other Star Wars. Rebels. Lore. I think Rebels is the first uh, time it's Does referenced. It? Okay. Well, there's something so with Bosk, I think. There's a, a bounty hunter book. Uh, well, we're talking about canon. <laughs> Because, yeah, it does deal with a lot with Stupid with Disney, legends. no more legends. All right, well, the Bounty Hunter book talks about a guild. That's all I was going to say. Well, to quote Dave Filoni, he has said this multiple times, that there is a little truth in legends. He likes to kind of pull things from right, that's, that stuff. That's what I've said, is that I, lo I love that he hasn't just, like, yeah. thrown the books away and said, well, let's pull some of the stories and stuff from all that. Dave Filoni strikes me as more of a fanboy than any other yes. Star Wars director. That's what I And love that's what him. Star Wars needs. But he's not he's Someone not just a fanboy, you know, but he he's also got the knowledge of how to make something work, you know, right. cinematically and that oh, comes yeah. that comes obviously it'd from be, It'd George be one Lucas. thing if he were just a great director mm -hmm. who decided he wanted to make a Star Wars movie, but he is a a Star Wars, you know, a passionate Star Wars fan. It seems like that happens to make really good movies. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, that's a good... That's, a, that's one of those Batman scenes where he just punches a thug running right behind him. Yeah. Never gets old. I, I still think this is awesome what they did with this IG-11. I mean, it's one thing as a fan to be like, yes, they created a droid years ago that actually has mm -hmm. legitimate... Self-destruct. Yeah, and fu legitimate functionality. It's nothing. Then uh, that's a fan. But I'm an electrical engineer and I'm staring at this and I'm like, everything about this makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> I think George Lucas had a, had a lot to say about that too. I'm just glad that they gave if him he knees. On this. Gave him posable knees because I remember right. all the action figures that ever came out. His knees were always you know, you know like C-3PO. You know they would never bend. But right, yeah. I mean we see uh, we see a couple IG units in Clone Wars, but you don't really see you know the torso twisting all the way around and the arms going every which. I don't, I I don't think you've gotten to that episode yet. I think it's the very next episode. Yeah, I have. Well, there's another it's at one. The end, there's end of season one. one. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. You know, he kind of reminds me of uh, the Tin Man. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, maybe his who, skeleton. <laughs> who's there to oil him? <laughs> right. Oil can. <laughs> According to subparagraph sixteen, oil can. <laughs> Being self-destruct. I love that. Yeah, there's some good comic relief. <laughs> just keeps pulling it out. <laughs> yeah, oh, stop that! <laughs> That's kind of interesting, though. We were talking about this the other night. The Nikto, you know, race has those three different kinds, and they're very unique-looking yeah. people, you know, for the for being the same race. I think the closest we get to that, they're not the same race, but I think uh, I believe Quarren and Calamari share a planet. I think you're right. Because they're, like I they're said, both, they're, not the same yeah, race, they're both the kind of fish people. Right. You're right because I I read something about uh, some civil war they had between each other. And that was actually the, I think the in the. Already out again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You just can't keep that thing in his pants. Uh, um, the the 2D Clone Wars cartoon actually I think had a little snippet of that. I'm gonna have um, to go back and watch that now. Yeah, I love that show. That was such a good show. I want them. I know they've done the the Forces of Destiny and the Galaxy of Heroes now, little shorts on YouTube. But um, I love that. We'll turn around. So the um, whole this whole episode has been leading up to 
what's behind this door right here. Right. What what's in the door? But I'd like to see the tool he used to cut that hole. It was that gun? It was that gun, yeah. Yeah, but he was just shooting it in spots. How did he how did he make Don't think about it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think it kind of pivots, you know, up and down so from my Battlefront gaming right. experience. <laughs> those are, those are armor piercing rounds he was using. That's it. There's something alive in here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was not sure where or what what we were going to find yeah. here. You're looking for something floating in a Bacta tank, maybe? or mm -hmm. I was actually thinking, I, I remember asking Jeff this. I was like, what are the chances that Hondo is going to show up in this <laughs> series? But specifically, you That's know, maybe this is his gang or something. His new gang. Opening the egg and this. Something Th a lot smaller than we expected. Talk about, th yeah, talk about unexpected. This was like, and... This this was the, yeah, this was the spoiler alert. <laughs> You're like, wait, no way. Of the decade. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm very surprised that this did not leak at I, all. I would have guessed anything except for I, what they found. I do remember hearing rumors that um, they made dealt. This IG just wants to blow everything up. Yeah, I guess close range blaster because he got hit by a lot of stuff and nothing pierced yeah, his armor. Yeah, that's true. And then Mando's like, and there goes your brains. <laughs> Which convenient that everybody manufactures droids with their brains in their head. Yeah, and that's the end of the first episode. I'm liking these concept art credits. Love the concept art, and even better that they re that they release them online after. Yes. After the release. Oh, yeah. I'm always a sucker for good. I never noticed this art. one. I like this one. Yeah. Yeah. Looks like they're gambling or something. Mando's got their jetpacks on. Pedro Pascal. And it does raise the question of whether or not he is going to actually take off his helmet at some point. We'll see him. I think he has to. Well, we already know what he, what he used to look like without his helmet. Right. Sort of. As a kid, sure. Yeah. And we know what the actor looks like, so Which, not a lot of mystery there. So there needs to be discussion about that, and I guess while we're going through credits, we can if we want. But, of course, that, but that's later stuff. Well, whatever. So she says, you know, you never take your helmet off. This is the way, right? Right. But we saw. Oh, yeah, by the way, uh, spoilers for the next two episodes. <laughs> we're going straight <laughs> in. They've already seen <laughs> it. <Yeah>. I <laughs> hope you have by this point. If you're listening to us, you have listened to many other podcasts we'll, before. We'll cut this <laughs> so, and paste it after the next. I don't episode. know why you're listening to this. We'll fix it in post. <laughs> yeah. So the found the kids are running. We're assuming the I'll kids just running CG it out. Are foundlings, right? And they all had helmets on. Yeah. But he did not have a helmet as a child when whatever's going on is going on. Right. So now that begs the question: What exactly is a foundling? A foundling, yeah. A foundling is clearly not a Mando child. That's not right. Born, well, that's that's what I was that's what I was talking right. about. Um. With everybody being blonde hair, you know, that we've seen in the Clone Wars. Um, foundlings, I, I guess by this point, that kind of go, goes back to... Um, you have these recaps here every yeah. every week. Anyways, that goes back to, is the foundling actually a Mandalorian, as you were saying, because of the blonde hair? Because we know the actor is... Well, I think the very, the very fact that they're called foundlings... Right. Yeah, you know, they're bring, they're being brought in. That's kind of what I was talking to 
or talking about earlier, wanting to know more about their role in the galaxy right now. Yeah. You know, if it's if it's everybody on that planet is kind of in hiding, um, or what? Because it feels like, you know, these guys are obviously struggling here. If if you think about it from a non-Star Wars fan point of view, just based on context, you would gather that a foundling is not a native Mandalorian. It's someone who was adopted into uh, right. their ways somehow. Right. Well, even later she says, you know, uh, he's accepted this path. So how does that make him a coward, right? Right. And it's one of those things. So if you hold on, if you want to line it back up, <laughs> we're at the Star Wars logo now with the second chapter. I lost my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to get everybody on the same. So here's the little uh, dino salamander. So in <laughs> yeah. something interesting to notice here, um, as Mando's leading little Baby Yoda along tethered to his bracelet somehow. That little lizard, and if you'll notice other animals throughout this episode, seem to be drawn or uh, somehow connected to Baby Yoda. Look at this. See, the lizard. The lizard's looking at him. Mm-hmm. All these little lizards are following Baby Yoda. Well, They're they, interested right. in him. They all know he needs to be fed. <laughs> That's it. Eat me! Eat me! I think I think there's there's some kind of connection here that we haven't really seen yet. Well, so huh, we have seen it. We have seen a similar connect connection. Um, some force ability or force users, such as uh, well, won't we'll give any. This is where it happens. I just trying to remember Rebel spoilers, but um, some do have a have a very close connection with. You know, animals. I mean, we've kind of saw it with Anakin in Episode Two. I was about to say with the Reek. When he rides the Reek, he he force influences it somehow to uh, make it more passive. And of course, in Star Wars Rebels, who Dave Filoni is the director of, right, talks about how uh, you can connect with animals more as a force user. Right. This is the first time we've seen Trandoshans in action. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, That's I mean, talk cool. about a very next-generation feel. These new transitions yes. kind of look, <laughs> have that similar vibe. They, um, they feel like the, uh, oh. Yeah, I'm trying to think of who it is. Uh, what, are the, what are the aliens off of Star Trek? Right. There's one guy who's with him. And I'm not a Trek. You're asking so. the wrong person. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's not a Romulan. No. Poof. And that's the second choice we can see what happens. Or maybe, that gun is that a Gorn? Maybe Stargate is what I'm thinking Gorn, about. Gorn, G-O-R-N? I don't know. Oh, hey, I used to watch some Stargate. Yeah. I think it was... SG-1. It was either Star Stargate or Farscape. We are off topic. I haven't watched Farscape. Stay on target. <laughs> Anyways, his gun just showed us what else it can do, which is awesome. Right. Oh, yeah. Disintegrate. It reminds me... No disintegration. There's a... There's a... <laughs> there's, a yep, there's a there weapon... Go. There's a weapon in the, the old Jedi Outcast and Academy games that you charge up and will have that kind yes, of there is. effect. Yes, there is. Oh, yeah, I yeah. forgot about that. Oh, I know what you're talking so about. Yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. think it's a there sniper, is. too. Sniper rifle, too. It, yeah, it'll literally just poof. <laughs> yep. Turns him yellow, and then he disappears. So how Isn't many, Baby Yoda the cutest thing it really ever? <laughs> how, many, how many people kind of assumed that Yoda was trying to get ready to... I'm sorry, Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda. I was trying to get ready to heal. I did. Oh, First yeah. time I saw him, he's walking towards him with his arm yeah. extended. He knows exactly That's what he's doing. Yeah. 
Look at him. The whole time, he's reaching for him. I don't feel like He's okay. about to do something here. What? Take it away from me. There he goes. <laughs> <laughs> the, the memes from that shot right there are <laughs> glorious. Yeah, that's all this... I don't know. Just all the all the colors of each of these shots. You know, and very his chest plate trilogy. here obviously does a little more than just protect him. There's he does something with this technologically, maybe to control his weapon systems or regulate <laughs> his <laughs> here comes Baby Yoda right back. Temp number two. <laughs> Father <laughs> But why? <laughs> So how weird is this, right? This little thing is 50 years old. So, okay. This shot right here, does that remind you of a shot we saw in the first episode? Um, Think about when the Mando, as a foundling, has the doors oh. closed on him. Right? Oh, oh, that shot. Putting him into I, thought, the I thought you were talking about the sun, sunrise oh, shot there. No, that, there's... Yeah. I, I don't know if that yeah. was foreshadowing <laughs> or what, but... Oh, I love that. I love that the Jawas just took that thing apart. Do <laughs> <laughs> what they do. And yeah, they're like, oh, look at this. And we'll just scavenge this. <laughs> this is mine now. Yep. It's totally my hat. We're about to see what this gun can do. Your spaceship has been looted. What are you going to do? Woo. Vaporize. <laughs> it seems like. <laughs> Obviously, this gun only affects organic matter because his robe went flying. Oof. Look at that. Yeah. Oh, man. He's only got so many of those, though. It's like a long range shot. I love that. I love that. He's trying to hit him. <laughs> Doesn't see him. Oh, that's such a cool gun. I still think it's odd that there's a, an exact replica sand crawler on this planet. Like I don't know if it's exact, but it's it's pretty close. It's, but I go back to it's ridiculously similar. culture, culture, similar planet. They would have similar specs. Sand crawlers move really fast for their size. They do. Got some of that coaxial in there. A coax, co coaxium. Is it coaxium? Uh, what is that from? Solo. Yes, yeah, from coaxium. Yeah. When you think about how fast that thing's going, the baby Yoda stroller's going pretty quick too. <laughs> right. yeah, yeah, it has to be. Bluetooth connected to his suit. Thing. Yeah. Man. I love anything with Jawas. I especially love. I like this being is able the first time you see the yeah. inside of a sand yeah. crawler. See how? <laughs> it is not the first time we saw it with C three PO. Well, inside oh, the main, yeah, the main a, part. But as far as like, this is the first time we see the cockpit control deck right. or whatever. Yeah, all these like opening the windows. <laughs> and again, the uh, the comic relief in this is very well timed. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah, all, this this whole scene reminds me of. I think Jeff, you've played the Super Nintendo, Super Star Wars. Oh man! There's a level while you're scaling the side of a sand crawler, you're just hearing the Jawa music over <laughs> and over, and they're popping out of windows and doing everything. This, this and this goes back to something flashbacks. we said before. This whole show could be a video game. All oh, right, right. Like this is a different right. level. You know, this you got to take down the sand crawler. 66 Batman moment here. Yeah. <laughs> Getting off of Tatooine in that Super Nintendo game. <laughs> it's <laughs> terrible. <laughs> it's ridiculous. People want to complain about <laughs> he, <throws a> job. <laughs> <laughs> he just disappears <laughs> in that. You think they would learn from Jabba's Palace? Yeah. 
I wonder if this is almost uh, um, a reference back to the Ewoks throwing stones down on the stormtroopers. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and this is the best part. <laughs> 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 oh, boy. <laughs> he falls from a great... Yeah, idea. I don't know how he would survive that. Man, it's like he's wearing Mando armor. Right. You notice it's all like sparkling too, Aww. you know. Get up, Dad. <laughs> Get up. So Get at this up. point, Baby Yoda has imprinted on Mando, I guess. <laughs> yeah, something similar. <laughs> Just sits up. Oh, that was a bad, a bad morning. <laughs> So now he's got to get his ship back. You know, he's fortunate they didn't loot his armor and come back and be like, well, no. That's true. They did get his The most valuable thing he has. Yeah. Or loot the baby Yoda. Are you talking about while he's laying there? I'm sure they didn't know what the baby Yoda was. Well, so they could have taken his uh, floating stroller. They sure did want him when he was bartering, trying to trade something. Well, they want. I don't know what what that is. I thought they wanted his stroller. Well, he he says, uh, don't get away from him. Maybe they were wanting a stroller. I don't know. I, if there's one thing we know about Jawas, they're really interested in technology. Right. Yes. Anything that's not Except organic. for Zuka, the egg. Ah. Mm. There's a lot of Americans who'd be upset, too, if their guns were missing. <laughs> he, he does say... Uh, his gun was part of his religion right. here in a yep. minute, so <laughs> very much a relatable thing. Yeah, it's a Pico ship design. Very classic, but run down. I, I can only imagine the, how depressed you'd have to be. <laughs> oh, yeah. You'd yeah. be like, oh, man, ship is completely... <laughs> Not only did they have, have me try to kill a baby on this desert planet. It's got to be sweating like crazy under that all that armor. No, nah, man, that, that helmet has a... Moisture wicking, you think? Well, it's washing, too. It washes. See, this is something... Does he have to go to the bathroom? Yeah. Hmm? Does he have to go to the bathroom? This, I think we're going to have to have a conversation about... like Vader's <laughs> suit. <laughs> what, you, what you can and can't do if you're wearing a helmet all the time. Like, does your hair just never get washed? Here with baby Hygiene it becomes an issue. Chasing frogs. <laughs> I never knew I wanted this. But See, once <laughs> once again, we've got that animal attraction. Yeah, yeah. At least showing it on his side. Yeah. More curiosity, maybe. Script, not destroyed. Good point. Yeah, he knows a thing or two about Jawas. Yeah, yes. he must. They're short like me. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! I'm sure we can love baby have a Yoda. whole converse, a whole episode dedicated to just seriously. Yeah. They're like, how cute can we make this kid? Baby Yoda <laughs> is the best thing to happen to Star Wars. <laughs> oh, oh, he eats frogs also. And he okay. eats frogs. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, what? You guys have never done that before? <laughs> that look he gives him. I know. He's oh. like, what? And this is interesting. I think, you know, Jeff, I think you pointed this out that it's raining. Yes. 
Presumably, oh, yeah. presumably all desert planet. Yeah, desert planet's raining, which means there's no need for moisture evaporators. Hmm. He had some kind of things. He was he was a moisture farmer, wasn't he? Cool. Uh, I think I don't think he was a farmer. I think he just had to have. It's Could like be. it's like you're a cow farmer. Oh, another thing. But you raise hay, grow hay. Another thing with these Jawas, they have red eyes. Right. Didn't the ones on Tatooine have yellow eyes? Mm -hmm. And they're kind of gray, kind of got gray robes. Well, these guys' eyes, yeah. these guys' eyes are sunburned. <laughs> They're all bloodshot, being high all the time. I think they did a really good job of uh, recapturing that that Jawa look. Oh, I totally agree. <laughs> They're just popping out of holes in the sand crawler. <laughs> in this whole 4K version, though, you kind of see the under the hood masks that cover their actual. Right. Face. Almost looks like they've got some kind of black spandex over yeah. their face. <laughs> Baby Yoda in the back. I just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's so fascinated with him. Ah. Say, there's where he talked about. He said, uh, "My weapons are my religion." Mm -hmm. At first, I wasn't sure if he he meant that seriously or if that was just kind of a you know. I really like weapons. I think it was a little bit of both. I don't you know. I feel like they do like their weapons, but yeah, to be a religion, you know, that's kind of too far. But yeah, I like that. Quill knows how to how to converse with uh, yeah. these Jawas here. He's probably it's probably not his first oh, no. rodeo. <laughs> he he's probably just like, oh, filthy creatures. Nobody's changed Yoda this whole time. <laughs> Does Yoda have to be changed? I mean, we don't frog. know a whole lot about his species. Can you imagine a frog getting <laughs> Yeah, there's a really good shot of uh, close up of a Jawa, so you don't see a whole lot. Their eyes do a little, do look a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> we know the Jawas burn. We saw that in A New Hope. <laughs> and they burn good. Yeah. To think that they're still willing to negotiate after that. Okay, so yeah, they did want the child. They wanted the kid. They know. They know. They don't know what he is, but they know he's valuable. Well, they probably know that those uh, mercenary guys were. That's true. Yeah. Hanging onto it. The egg. The egg. <laughs> this whole scene, <laughs> it reminds me of Galaxy Quest. Yeah. <laughs> At first I thought so they were much. talking about the stroller because it kind of looked like an egg. So this, here coming up, this part, this is my favorite yes. interaction. <laughs> He's so excited. <laughs> Zuka. Yes. Zuka. Mm. I love that. Well, I'd... Man, it's so cool seeing the inside of a sand crawler. I don't think we've wondered for all these years what it, it looks like. Mm. Arms are so good. No, yeah, I am shocked he's bringing Baby Yoda with him to do this. Well, I, I don't think he trusts. Yeah, him. he probably doesn't trust the rest of them. Yeah, but he's leaving the him with the what that whoever his name escapes me now. I don't think he trusts him, though. I think the only person he trusts right now is I guess himself. Yeah, plus, he could go off and try to get this egg, and they could just take off with Baby Yoda, and they've got something way more valuable. Of course, I guess the other part of this is he has no idea what he's about to get himself into. Right. True. He doesn't know what this egg is. Hmm. It looks like a very large orifice of some kind. <laughs> of kind. <laughs> Those, those claw marks. 
the wall there. Hmm. Nothing. Some kind of marking. Well, he did have to probably make this cave. I'm not sure if it was hmm. a cave before he dug it out, you know? So yeah, the first thoughts for all of this was a Kashyyyk dragon. But I was like, but that would have to be Kashyyyk dragon? Crate dragon? Crate dragon. Thank you for... Yep. Yeah, crate dragon, yeah. Yeah, that was my initial thought, too. Or maybe a sandworm. Sandworms. <laughs> Ate them. There's a nice little headlamp there. Hmm, yeah, something big died in here. Did he just clip that on his helmet, or did it pop out? I don't think it was there before. Yeah, it I think he clipped it on. He, yeah, he must have. He's got a lot of helmet accessories. It is the way. <laughs> this is the way. <laughs> Which I guess that's kind of... <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's kind of, uh, you know, with their tech, the helmet itself. <laughs> the helmet itself is just a very bare thing, and you kind of add... Attachments that maybe very strong mag magnetic or something. So that that best if his chest plate was Beskar, then it's obviously not quite vibranium strength. Well, I'm not sure his chest plate no. was Beskar. It it may not have been. Because why would she replace his shoulder pad? She did say I think she mentioned it something about it about him getting a new chest plate. Yeah, a new uh, curus. Yeah, right. but maybe that's. Well, she made the curus is just the old just the whole. I think that yeah I think that means chest plate. Uh-oh. Going for Baby Yoda. See, he's got it tethered to his bracelet somehow. Yeah. I think I would have closed it, though. <laughs> At least. <laughs> Maybe. At some point, it's going to get really hard to see through that mask. It gets a little <laughs> mud. Even harder than it already is. Yeah. Good night. T-shape's mm. not the most... Uh, he does take a beating here. Now they didn't break again. Yeehaw! <laughs> it would be something interesting. Just taking, talking about the beating he has taken in this fight. Um, it, would, it would be interesting. Yeah, he's getting tossed around. It would be very interesting to track this whole series once the season's out. You know, see what his his hero's journey, you know, is. Okay, hold on. We're listening to, we're watching this mute, right? And all I can think of is, now in this moment, this is where he realized he messed up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good little Ron Howard. Yeah, Star Wars connection. There you go. A little light through his helmet. That's a mighty small knife. <laughs> yep. Versus that enormous horn. <laughs> uh oh. Well, now we know Baby Yoda has some kind of force affinity. That is a hairy beast. I mean, that's a pretty advanced uh, level of force power to be able to pick something that big up. It's true. When you're just a toddler. Well, because he, he figured out in age 50, you know, Luke was 20. That's true. <laughs> How many midi-chlorians does this one have? <laughs> <laughs> I love Tired him out. 
Time for a nap. It, it's such a perfect puppet scene, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I would, I would be interested to see, to know how many shots of Baby Yoda are actually puppet, and then, you know, versus some CG shots. Right. That whole frog chasing scene, some of that had to be CG. Now, you, you mentioned how that knife is really short. I, I know I'm overanalyzing it, but yeah, I don't um, see how that kills it. Could be a big That brain. knife is probably not as as long as that thing's skull is thick. Right, or his <laughs> flesh is thick. Right. Unless it has, like, instantaneous... Right, we just saw power. a 50-year-old baby lift up a whole rhinoceros and then out of thin nap. air. Really going to... That's what I said. It's probably <laughs> overanalyzing. So this is this is the first time I can remember seeing uh, someone use the force and then pass take out. It, pass out immediately. Yeah, maybe, I mean I know maybe, it takes something out of you, but. right? Maybe pass out because uh, I think we were talking about this in episode two. I think when Yoda yeah lifts up or holds those rocks from falling on you know Kenobi and and Anakin, he kind of. He lets go. He's good. He lets out a, you know, a verbal sigh or, whatever, relief. Right. Well, there, there's Very strenuous uh, visual strain right. or stress that took took on his body. And since he's nine hundred at this point, he doesn't fall asleep. He was just worn out. <laughs> this is nap time anyway. Yeah, it's a, a two month nap time. Like some monstrous coconut. <laughs> yeah. That's Giant a big space Cadbury egg. <laughs> it's a big space bull testicle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Cadbury egg when they open it. Man, that's all I was thinking about. Yeah. Gonna want one now. Come on, Cadbury. If you're hearing this, we want a Star Wars licensed <laughs> egg. Chuta. With fur and everything. He chops that Ooh. open really quick. Yolk! Mm. <laughs> oh, so Chuka. Good. <laughs> Chuka. <laughs> very stringy it seems like, stuff. It seems like there wouldn't be enough for all of them, even as small as they are. I feel like it's one of those delicacies that it's, you yeah. know, not very rewarding. <laughs> it's but not going to last. Yeah. What are you talking about? A whole egg can fill a, feed a whole village. <laughs> not as quickly as they were putting it down. <laughs> Yeah, so those parts back. It kind of looks like a little swamp runner. <laughs> yeah, it does. It does. Yeah, we're already seeing some kind of uh, you know interest in in the baby from the Mandalorian's perspective. Kind of interest, more interested in it. Obviously, use the force, but you know it being a child, I think he's getting a little attached to it already. Yeah, I think there's definitely some connection there. And I like that Kuil is, you know, pretty concerned with it too, you know. Right. Was it injured? So, very good interaction there. So, he's got quite a job ahead of him. Yeah, seriously. That <laughs> That's an great. old lighter. I like that they actually gave him this to do. Obviously, that's a story writing there's much Point, work to but do, but yeah. we can get it done in a montage. We, we already know that... Uh, <laughs> 80s montage. <laughs> <laughs> we 
We already know that Ugnaughts are mechanically inclined. Right. That is true. That's a good point. And it's possible he actually worked at Bespin. Not to be racist or anything, but... <laughs> that would be interesting <laughs> to see if... Uh, see if he was on... If we run into him again. See if he has any Bespin ties. He might have been the main one that we kept seeing. Well, I think it was speculated uh, before the first episode came out that he was going to maybe introduce him to the carbon freezing technology, mm. but I'm glad that wasn't a thing. I just remember hearing that. You know, the only thing we don't see in this, like, checkup is all his guns. <laughs> right? You all his guns? That's right? true. Speaking of the carbon freezing, uh, we very much glossed over the fact that he has a he has that whole technology <laughs> in his ship. Yeah, he has a compact version of it. Right, that's pretty neat. Probably expensive too. That is true. Took a lot of bounties. Although I imagine in his case, what Bespin was doing was much much larger scale. Right, but also. Before Bespin, though, you know, you don't have that being widespread used as capturing people. That's true. You know, so solo proof. Six or seven years later. Yeah, but but you had Repio though, who was like, oh, he'll be well protected. Right, because he knew the stats, not because it's been done before. Hmm. I think he just kind of ran the ran the numbers in his head. And anybody listening, excuse me, I'm I'm kind of over getting over something. Some kind of cold or something. So, <clears throat> I don't hear it was a little. Sound normal to me. <laughs> well, I don't know if I should take that as a compliment <laughs> or not. Those little blurgs always look. You know, they got that very shark look where they always look angry. So, uh, so the Ugnot Kuil right there said, "Good luck with the child." Isn't the name of this episode the child? think so or was it the last one i think it's I think this it's one the child. so that's another thing i was going to bring up is i really like how they're naming the different chapters yes know. well the next chapter was called the sin i don't recall right. anybody saying good luck with the sin yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's true i i'm just i kind of like uh the really simple um almost profound chapter names right it kind of feels like uh it was like an older TV show. So, speaking of, and also very random at the same time, um, you have the movie Rogue One, and I was thinking in Empire Strikes Back, right, when he finds Luke Skywalker on Hoth, he says, Echo Base, this is Rogue Two, I found them. Is Do the Rebels pay tribute to Rogue One and never name someone Rogue One ever again? Could be kind of like retiring jerseys in football. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, but that's more of like a an honor, though, to be like Rogue One. Yeah, really started this, so we would never. No one ever gets that. Yeah, you don't get that title again. But I'm trying to think, like in the video games, the Rogue Squadron. There's Rogue Squadron. Yeah. Was anybody was anybody Rogue One in those? I don't, uh, think, so. I don't think so. I don't think so. Mm. so. Every every parent's worst nightmare. Getting babies babies waking up <laughs> on a road trip. Yeah. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> oh man and that being a just I don't know going back to the whole older ways of doing like the ship shots yeah and stuff I I, I very much like that 
well that where, where it's an actual model of it right and it, you know and it's, it's, it's really being by. it's really being lit and stuff <laughs> yeah this is some cool cool looking stuff here so he looks different in that the cool yeah yeah he's got those goggles are different very different uh forehead too I could just. I want a whole book of these. Uh, yeah, this art. The mud horn looks sure. a lot different there. Yeah, so it does. Shay, you're the, the artist. You, well, actually, I, I guess you both are. Do you guys know what kind of style this is, though, with all the like sort of cracks in it? So this actually is a not. This is actually effect an effect that they put on for the show. Okay. It's not an actual. It's more like it's like a varnish, like a cracked varnish look. But on the actual concept art pieces, it's not. That's just for the for the show. Yeah, it's a lot you cleaner. You can tell they put some kind of filter on right. top of it. Okay. It's a lot cleaner in real or yeah. on the so actual that wasn't picture. Drawn that way. Right. No. But they're going for like dry mud. Right. Yep. And we're into and the third the episode. Just yeah. started. Good stuff. A complicated profession. You're getting really good at that. Uh, if that I hear him enough, if I hear him enough, I start thinking in yeah. that voice. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a very distinct way of word in inflections on his words, you know. Yeah. You know, I saw that again. I, I am curious what his chest plate does, or what what part of it needs to be electronic. Right. Why does it have to be hooked up to anything else? And does like his new chest plate have any electronics? I, I, didn't, I, don't, I didn't get the vibe that it did. But yeah, well, you never specifically see him messing with a new one. Right. That mud's kicked on there. We didn't talk about this last time, but it looked like that... Uh, what did they call that? That horned beast? Uh, mud the horn. mud horn? Mud horn. Uh, it looked like his eyes... Kind of had that kind of a blind look, yeah. kind of foggy, foggy look. Right. Like some of these fish are, who are in these dark, you know. You think about rhinos, waters. they can't see what's in front of them. They just pick a direction and right. charge. Yeah, that rebel soldier is my least favorite when they do that. Just going back to this, we have no pl no idea what planet this is. But apparently it's the home of the guild. It's the furthest moon from Endor. By the way, we've started episode three. I don't know if we've mentioned yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, chapter three. They call them chapters. What I might do, since they've got the recaps on here later on, I might chop this up to just start with, uh, yeah. you know, with the logo. Okay. But just narrate. Yoda is now awake. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is the first time we've seen a hollow, hollow communicator like that. That's actually a very uh, higher quality than the ones we're, we're... It is. It's like a 4K hologram. Yeah, really. <laughs> I just now noticed that. How much more detailed that was. Yoda's getting a little curious. Playing with the gear <laughs> shift. Trying to eat it. Apparently Yoda's smart enough to unscrew things. Lefty Lucy. <laughs> yeah. I look like, he, like a cat. <laughs> 
Yeah, really. Just <laughs> grab them by the like neck. Like a little sack of potatoes. <laughs> I mean, come on. Everybody would love to have that as a pet now. Oh, yeah. As soon as one of these comes out, I'm getting one. And not just one for my, not just one for my one and a half year old daughter. I'm getting one for myself too. Right, that's gonna be hard to resist. Yeah, you get one of those and one of those monkey lizards from Galaxy. <laughs> Kowakian monkey lizards. If they have a fried version of one, I'm getting that one. <laughs> yeah, on a stick. This planet actually looks like uh, Sullust. Now that I'm thinking about it. Oh, Same I kind of gray, gray soil and huh. those lava, lava streams. Hey. Okay, look up, look at the ship on the right. To me, that bears resemblance to a snow speeder, or like you said, it does. a sand speeder. It does. Possibly. Yeah. So with the, subtle. with the, no, that no, not it doesn't have the, no, yeah. the wings. So but it's got the cockpit like no, triangular. It it's it's different. That's different. I know. It's I'm, not gonna, but it's, I'm not gonna. It have this conversation. Like <laughs> <either. laughs> I'm not having this. Um, I'm not having it either. It doesn't look like a snow speeder. It doesn't look anything. It does. It does. But, the but it looks like a sand speeder. That's what I'm talking about. The problem is so you can't see episode, the back end of it. In episode eight, there were these Lego sets that came out with sand speeders. I don't know if they were originally they're supposed they're to be video in game Last too. Jedi or not. I don't not, remember which game. They're in something video game. But yeah, that was very speeder, speeder, design. I'm okay. I'm convinced this has to be some kind of like Sullust or something. Well, it might be Sullust like mined out. It's definitely right. on the outer outer rim or outer reaches. Yeah. As in, like all the lava's gone. Whatever the lava was for, metals or something. Ichuta. <laughs> Look at his face. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I just it uh, it kills me how Yoda just keeps looking at him and looking back at the stormtrooper yeah. and just like he obviously yeah, has a lot you, of you, we gonna do this right he obviously has a lot of trust in the Mandalorian yeah, yeah he's already we've seen him use his mm -hmm. force powers to protect him right he's already got a connection there and you know we're seeing it on both sides too a little bit but it doesn't help that he has like the doggy ears where they're like. Right. They go down when he's kind of sad. Right. Also, another thing to think about, is this the first time that Baby Yoda has seen Stormtroopers because he had a reaction to them? Or does he just have a bad feeling? What is it just a feeling disturbance in the Force, maybe? Right. What would you call that reaction? I don't know, but it's it's negative for sure. He doesn't like what he's seeing. Or he's unsure of what he's seeing anyways. Yeah, it could be. So this doctor guy has a beard. I don't know if the Imperials were allowed to have beards. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I don't think he's... If he's Imperial, it's by force. That's true, because in Rogue you know. One, um, the guy, what's his name? Jen Erso's dad. Yeah, Galen. Galen. He had a beard when they took him off, and then when he was part of the Empire, he didn't have one. I didn't think about that. Right. Um, yeah, very very clean-shaven. Is this ice cream maker? Bring out the ice cream maker. Okay, seriously, that looks like the ice cream maker. <laughs> it from is Empire Strikes Back. It is Will Rowhood. Oh, it is Will really? Rowhood. Wait a minute. Wait. That's 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 actually what a Camtono is. So that's a Camtono. So this has appeared in Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. So that was the actual prop. <laughs> I don't know about this exact prop, but this oh. is the this well, which, is the which scene are we talking about? When everybody's uh, evacuating, Lando tells everybody to evacuate. There's a guy 
Baby Yoda. Bye, mm. Baby Yoda. It's mm. hard not to feel sorry yeah. for that guy. Good night. Pull tugs at your heartstrings. So look much, at those yeah. eyes. I know, right? There was oh, a good good look at that patch. Mm. We'll see that patch, I think, closer later. I think you're but, right. Um, but yeah, so when Empire Strikes Back, they're evacuating. There's this guy in a, what looks like a rebel, an orange rebel flight suit without the the vest. And he's just oh, running okay. so just fast. Running he's got his ice cream, cream maker. He's got to have his <laughs> ice cream. That's his business. That's awesome. his livelihood. Um, so we're seeing the, the code of the guild being betrayed here. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. This is the first time you've seen the Mandalorian really show, uh, well, verbally, show some kind of affection or right concern. We've over kind of Baby Yoda. yeah, slowly the first seen time him. Ever seen a Mandalorian in general show any amount any of kind of affection? Yeah. <laughs> Although I guess I don't know. I mean, uh, oh, you said affection. I was thinking emotion. I was like, Boba Fett screamed. Pretty big when he was falling into that Sarlacc pit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, that's a pretty big emotion. That's a different emotion. Did they give him the a Wilhelm scene, scream when he went in there? No, it was it was a it was a separate one. Uh, yeah, I don't think that was the same scream. Of course, I also there's the so there's that roasted monkey lizard. lizard. Yeah, and you also see this. <laughs> this chick is eating <laughs> one, <laughs> just <laughs> sitting in front of her. Didn't notice that. And there's the sun. There's Buckethead again. Yeah, Buckethead. Yep. See a Twi'lek. Give me more Twi'leks. <laughs> She works at the uh, the bathhouse. Bathhouse. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see this uh, bathhouse. So I like this shot here coming up. He's passing all these. You get a very good variation on there. That guy their really designs. reminds me of a Republic Commando. He does. I'm not sure very, why. Very big. Something very about his armor. And one of these guys, his visor is almost exactly Boba Fett. When they walk in here in a minute. I think we're going to be seeing that skull. Yeah, a lot. that's that's a recurring <laughs> theme. Indeed, but that's okay because the uh, it's awesome. Was Viking right. Lady sitting there this whole time he was gone? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like she hasn't moved. So yeah. what I was saying was <laughs> <laughs> before you got up and did your job. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a ton of Beskar. That is a lot. Actually, the reason why she's not getting up right now is her legs are probably going to go to sleep. I she actually can't You know what's move funny? Right she now. doesn't seem all that impressed by that amount of Beskar. I mean, she she says this amount can be shaped in many ways. She doesn't she doesn't say, "How did you get this?" Right. Well, I they if she's seen they know that before. Well, they know that that it was uh, you know, confiscated in the purge. They said that in the first episode. Um, right. So 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 this guy right here comes up and right accuses him of uh, Right. Sitting at tables with Imperials, so it's not that they're completely oblivious to what he's doing. Right. No. 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 Yeah. And and that's kind of begs the question of why, why he's the one, the only one making making his appearance. Okay. So the first time you mentioned this guy, you said, "Listen to his voice." Right. Who did you think he was? I I know. You know who he is. He. Uh, who do you think? My first thought was John Favreau. It's John Favreau. That's what I thought. It's John Favreau, and the guy's name. Is Paz Vizla? That's the character's name. That's the character's name from Rebels, huh? Or from Clone Wars? Clone Wars. Really? You just watched Kyle okay. before this. We just watched the Mandalorian episode of the Clone Wars. Um, Pre Vizla, the leader of the Death Watch. Yeah, that's yeah. what the, I was thinking. The general or governor right. of uh, that little moon. Yeah, okay. yeah, Concordia. Yeah, Concordia. Um, so this guy 
has some kind of ties with him. And they and his name isn't mentioned They're probably anywhere. Brothers? I had to see well that that was a long time. Twenty years. That's, yeah. Okay. Never mind. But so, his name isn't mentioned anywhere. The only <laughs> reference to this character, the only reason I know that this is it gotta be him since it's John Favreau sharing the voice from Clone Wars as well. That's him in the Clone Wars. Ah talking for Pre Vizsla. Okay. So huh. there's obviously some strong connection there. Well, I, I just I recognize it from uh, it's mentioned from in the, the Marvel movies. You know, John Favreau was in the Marvel movies, and yeah. I, so I know what his voice sounds like. I like how they did a little bit of a like they both started fighting, and everybody's like, "Yes, this is normal." Yeah, right. Like nobody that, did anything yeah. about it. Not a big deal. Well, like right. happens all the time. That happened in Clone Wars, though, right? That's that's it's natural. Yeah, that, yeah. Carry on, yeah. Also, really yeah, important here that he passes on the signet. Because of some kind of honor code, right? You know, he foregoes the signet because it wasn't an honorable kill. He's probably in the back of my mind, like ah, I could get something more interesting than a mud horn. <laughs> yeah. well, so that was my first thought: is it really? That's so a lame signet. Everything in the force is connected, though, right? Y- Baby Yoda saves him from the mud horn, right? As a result, he doesn't take the signet of the mud horn. As a result. Tweety birds, whatever they're called. Whistling the birds. Whistling birds. birds saves him. And baby Yoda. Okay. Uh, I'm just right. saying. <laughs> I don't think the whistling birds are force influence. I think they're just no, awesome no, 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 weapons. No, 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 I'm not saying they're force influence. <laughs> right, I think it's one of those like. We're going to keep talking. Yeah, we're, we're going to miss, miss, miss one of the uh, more interesting parts of of, of his he just backstory so far. Birds, so that's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> But uh, I love know, that. That's pretty awesome. cool. Yeah, they have a template for all the Mandalorian armor. Well, if he's gotten all new armor, so far all of the flashbacks have been taken or have been in this armory. If he's gotten all new armor, how much? Ma- <laughs> how are we gonna get our flashbacks if he doesn't have somebody <laughs> pounding on metal? Okay, did you see the drop ship? Yeah, there's a separatist ship right there. That was a separatist drop ship, though, right? Yeah. Separatist drop ship. Yeah. So here he is. We're, well, we're assuming this is him, and he doesn't have a helmet on. Nobody in right. the scene has right. it. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's... I think it's and there's a super battle droid. Yeah, I think it's a uh, foregone conclusion that he's not pure Mandalorian. Um, what is interesting is that they hide him here. Yep. Pretty obvious hiding spot, but <laughs> it is what it is. So are we on the planet he's on right now? Like, no, is that what we're I, I don't think I so. I think it's a different planet. The coloring scheme is very similar. That's the only reason. Right, it's kind of muted. Yeah, get that good shot of that battle droid. So could could that flashback have taken place during the Clone Wars? Does I the think timeline it did. fit I for think that? It, I think it absolutely did. That's what I was thinking. Um, and I believe, this is kind of looking forward, we don't know, but I think... That has to be where Mandalorians come in, obviously find him there. But I want to know the next shot this of the Zabrak. flashback. Yeah, that's Zabrak there. The next shot of that flashback. Does that look like his knee, his thigh armor was already damaged? Uh, I didn't see it Something in the about shot. it looked like it was already dinged up. It's like, He's looking nice, though, with all his new stuff. Yeah, I'm it too does. busy looking Very at everything sharp. else. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, to continue the flashback... Um, scene. I, I feel like the next shot should be 
that battle droid, the super battle droid, being taken out by something, and you find out, right. hey, it's these Mandos coming in. Yeah. Well, so that's the other thing about all this, right? So they talk about the founder or the foundlings, right? Right. But then they also talk about the purge, and it sounds like the Mandalorians blame the Imperials for the purge. Well, they and should. I think a lot of people, huh? They should. Right. But I'm saying I think a lot of fans are associating what we're seeing in these flashbacks as the purge, which is of course the Trade Federation. Right. So I think that's why we need to say the foundling that I'm in. Well, that's not the Trade Separate Federation, not the Trade Federation, the Separatists. Sorry, the Separatists. Correct. Anyways, I think that's where we need to say like, no, actually, these are two separate sets. Instances. There's the foundlings who become Mandalorians, and the Mandalorians who are in fact Mandalorians. Right. It's interesting that the Mandalorian has zero interest in anything except for collecting bounties. Yeah, it's almost like he. I mean, obviously not all of the rewards are Beskar. I think he just likes hunting. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, <laughs> that must be a Mandalorian thing. It is. Yeah, very much Mandalorian. I, I got the impression that his sole sole purpose right now is to provide for his for his the covert. It is. His yeah. Covert. yeah, it is. And so it's work, work, work. Yeah. And they also mentioned earlier that they can only come out one at a time. Right. So what? Yeah, he's got to be very so, good. Yeah, he's got to make good use of his time while he's out there. All right. So let's talk about this nobleman son. It's obviously <laughs> Amon Kalmari. Yeah. Who's the father? Well, the only the only ones that we have reference to, unless there's one in Clone Wars that I don't know about, is Admiral Akbar. Right, but Mon Kalmari is a huge planet, and there right. is huh? one from Clone Wars. You haven't gotten there. Okay, well, no spoilers. No <laughs> spoilers, but <laughs> oh, there yeah. is. The yeah. Yeah. Uh, would he be considered a nobleman? I think I think so. I have to go back and rewatch that episode. He was kind of a punk at first, though, wasn't he? He was. Yeah. But. But I know uh, he's talking about now. Yeah. Time light might. I can't handle spoilers of that magnitude. <laughs> you were supposed <laughs> to watch all of them by now. <laughs> <laughs> also, we saw that Carl Weathers has his own little. Piece of the pie. Oh yeah, yeah, boy. He very frequent. What's he the, gonna do uh, with Beskar though? Frequents the bathhouse. Melt it down. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't he just? The only thing you can do with it, I would assume, is sell it to other Mandalorians. Speeder again. Finally. Yeah. Um, oh, maybe it's worth something to someone else. Oh yeah. Also in that scene, Karga. Justifies my uh, pronunciation of uh, Twi'lek people. I know that's been. I'd always, been th- I always thought it was Twi'lek before. Uh, well, I think the Clone Wars solidified that it was Twi'lek. I've always said Twi'lek. I've always said Twi'lek before I saw Clone Wars. Gotta but fix I, that gear shifter. I feel like I've still heard it though from multiple sources. It's three different pronunciations. Twi'lek, right. Twi'lek. Well, it's like Han and Han. Yeah. yeah. Han. Han. It's it's Han. <laughs> this is the turning point in the whole series right here. Right. Because if he flies off right now, the rest of the show doesn't right happen. Right now, right now he's got a very, very Jango Fett look to him. Yeah, Un- he does. Unpainted Jango Fett. So this is actually a very unique scene, though, if you think about it, right? Because at no point do you ever assume a Mandalorian bounty hunter has any amount of... Feelings? Emo- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> emotional <laughs> connection to anything. Yeah, to anything. Right. And right now he's feeling terrible. So you're so you're starting to have to be like, well, that's kind of that's kind of odd. All right. Uh, also, one thing I wanted to mention back when he was talking with the Grief Karga, um, Grief Karga mentions the 
quote unquote new republic. Yeah, I think yeah. we're gonna see more of that come later I, on. I want to. Yeah, I think we. May, okay, there may be some kind of police state that may uh, pause, rival the empire. Right. So that poll in the background. I've noticed this oh, last time oh, we were watching. Hey. <laughs> wow. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, hey, good catch. <laughs> Where do they find all this stuff? 3PO. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there, there's no way they went and made another one. That had to be right. Of course, it got bent though. I thought it did. I don't a think it's the bit. same not, one. Not too bad, oh. but it's the same, Where can same he be? Kind of <laughs> yeah. So yeah, uh, going back to the New Republic, (laughs) (laughs) they're dying, (laughs) Atu. I seriously want this gun. I want this game. (laughs) Yes, I want this game so bad. Thermal. So um, the client is not concerned at all with the life of the uh, the package. And Pershing feels very uh, sympathetic. What do you think about Pershing? I mean, he's not a good guy obviously but he has some kind of affection he's got some kind of motives uh i think he i don't know if he's imperial (laughs) yeah i don't think he's imperial i mean you know technically galen wasn't imperial that's true you know they they kind of forced and i feel like those scientists that they brought out in rogue one weren't really you know they were that's a good point all the scientists that we see working for the empire up to this point have been coerced right I feel like that's just maybe, their thing. Yeah, maybe Parshing is too. But yeah, yeah I, it, I wouldn't be. I would not put it past it that they're threatening him to do. Yeah. Oh no, no, no! Right. Yeah, yeah, because he just said, "I can't guarantee your safety." Right. Like Real that's a very threatful, here. threatful thing. Yeah, I love, I love this whole scene. Oh yeah, it gives you everything you want, you ever wanted to see a Mando do. Fortunately, we know stormtroopers are great shots. Right. And you put them in the dark, ah, they got uh, no chance. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of interesting. They have those flashlights from uh, Ewok Hunt from Battlefront. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what's funny? Flashlight technology isn't that much better than it is in real life in Star Wars. Right. Well, they didn't use LEDs for some reason. Yeah, something about incandescence just... Give it that classic feel. These old ones only get 400 lumens. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this, oh. Ooh. Mm. that was a good shot. Good you got to be really framing. good with a knife to get in between that armor. Well, right. that knife killed the mudhorn, so. Oh, that's true. All right, so here we go. That is yeah. a very good See knife. more Pershing. So, okay, look at his patch here. Where's that droid? Interrogation droid. Yeah, you get a good, you get a Really close up look at his patch here in a second. Yeah, I've been trying to figure. Oh. Yeah, it moves pretty fast. It's, but yeah, it's too much moving though. I've been, I've been Just wait, right? They're about to show it, performing some kind of experiment. There we go. Right there. there we go. That looks like. Looks like the patch Galen was wearing. No, it's different. No. It's very different. Very different. Oh no, you're right. You're right. That was more of part of it's lines. part of it's kind of covered, but you can see. It's almost like an exclamation point. It. Two exclamation points mm-hmm. that side that by share side. the. Share the dot there. It's yeah. a hot dog. <laughs> it was a droid. It was the one with it's the the guy with the repair droids. What? So you know how in Battlefront there was that droid you could go to? It was medic droid, that's what it was. Oh yeah. What was what are you talking about though? There was 
in Battlefront, you can go up to those medical right. Droids I know what I know what yeah. droids you're talking about, but his patch. I'm saying. Oh no, he's a medical droid. No, nah, I don't think they had different. any symbol like that. I have heard they might have. I don't know. I've heard that it's a. Uh, it was a Camino cloning symbol. The Camino clones, I believe, the ones that are in training that are being uh, developed, have that same patch on their uniforms. Oh. Not on the armor, but on the. You know, when they're in the little medical lab, they have these different uniforms. Yeah. So I guess it would. I think that's where they were. I mean, that would make sense, too, with the, the whole two exclamation points sharing the same, right. you know. Yeah, but on, so the, on the right side, it had like a another arm or so. That's why I was thinking. No, it didn't. No, it was just two lines. But there's some kind of connection between that patch and Camino. I need to go. I need to go back and watch episode mm. two and see. Yeah. But my original theory of Baby Yoda being a clone, there's some kind of relation there. Whether he is a clone or whether they just maybe they just well, want to clone the, him. That's kind of the question I have: is did they have him before, and he was taken away from them? Right. Or did they find out or about him somewhere else and then want him there? Or uh, yeah, are they are they trying to find him so that they can clone him? Is right. He, was he hired by Camino right. cloners? Camino cloners. <laughs> That's one of them Camino. <laughs> There's a funny symbol. I give it away. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, That's there's good. the whistling very, birds. Very Iron Man. That's what I'm saying. This was type. all force-driven. Oh, <laughs> yeah, Iron Man. <laughs> no. No, no, no. no. That right force. <laughs> That's not how the force works. <laughs> it works in mysterious ways, man. Because <laughs> did you see that one shot? It was like looking for him, and then the force was like... How did... Uh, so the whistling birds are heat-seeking. They... Didn't hit Baby Yoda though, right? I I thought about that. <laughs> I thought about that, but that could go back to the electronics and his I guess, suit. Yeah, we shouldn't look too much into that, Amy. I mean, you know, if we're taking Iron Man, yeah, technology, I mean, he would kind of aim with his visor, you know. Everyone, he's a Mando. At this point, he can do anything he wants. Th- so that there's a very forlorn looking yes. droid. Yeah, there. We'll see him again a couple times. That looked really similar to one of the bounty droids in uh, Empire Strikes Back. Standing up yeah, there with yeah, yeah. Dingar. Yeah, that's, that's Forlarm. For, Forlarm. Oh, is that his name? Okay. Forlarm. I didn't know yeah. that was his name. He and Zuckus, I think, are together. You would get some uh, Kanji Club members, maybe? That's <laughs> 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 Kanji Club. I never made a deal with Kanji Club. That guy. Tell that Specifically. Oh, you're right. I believe he is one of those. I don't think he's one of the. He shares a similar uh, hairstyle. He's got though. the hairstyle for sure. Yes, he does. I love how every bounty hunter's blaster is unique yeah, to them. Yeah. Nothing generic. So this guy's standing next to Karga on his left, or as we're looking at it on the left. Yeah, we've never seen in Star Wars ever. Very unique. The the alien man. guy. <laughs> Was that not a? Yeah. Is he not a Devorian? No, no, okay. they've got uh, similar. bigger horns. Could be a variation, but I, like I don't gun. think they have hair either. It's a, it's an axe. This guy just looks like a member of Gwar or something. <laughs> yeah, a lot of these guys remind me of uh, members of the Ravagers from Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, they yeah, got this, a little those bit hairstyles. Taser face. <laughs> 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 That's who I was thinking of. Old Taser face. 
Now I'm starting to think of that song after they all getting stabbed <laughs> by the arrow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know who the guy the guy on the left with the axe reminds me of? He's with the beard and everything, he kinda reminds me of Moe's from the office. <laughs> yeah. He's very quick on the draw. Yep. And that didn't wake up Baby Yoda either. That's a good point. Sounds like <laughs> so apparently <laughs> droids do respond to, to threats. threats. <laughs> <laughs> Which means droids would have to be self-preserving. Uh, well, 3PO was. But this oil bath is going to feel so good. <laughs> 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 and that one uh, being burned, you know. Oh, yeah. they're And when they're tortured. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was Bausch right there. I think that it was Bausch, or a Bausch-like creature. Yeah. It's got to be. I mean, looking that close yeah. to it, it's got to be. And vaporize. So we've seen we've uh, seen the Mando not only go back on his bounty, you know, go back and and betray the code in that oh, that aspect. Another disposable Rodian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've seen him now taking out all of these other bounty hunters, which is another violation of the code. Right. Um. And then you know also also obviously questioning you know why he does this. So when he leaves here, he is in. The major <laughs> poodoo, <Yeah. laughs> for for sure. lack of a better word, but the scarecrow right there. Yeah, it's, it'd be interesting to see, you know, what repercussions come from this. Yeah. So that guy, uh, the last guy he just killed, mm -hmm. looks also looks like one of the bounty hunters in Fire Strikes Back. He does. Talking his about face, the his octopus face. head guy. No, His face does. More a bug bit. face guy. Zuckus. Zuckus, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. They both, I think uh, he and Forlom. He and that droid up. work together somehow. They both have, yeah. like, bug eyes. I think they're connected in some way. I remember reading it in one of those Star Wars fact books. I was really expecting Yoda to do something here again. Yeah, it's almost like he's looking for him to uh, to help him out there. The coolest That's scene in the show so far, right here. Yep. So this shot oh. looks like something from Clone Wars. Yep. I love oh, yeah. everything about this. The first time I saw this this part of this episode, my jaw dropped. Oh yeah, yeah. Up to this point, I had been wondering why I hadn't seen any jetpacks. Yeah. Everyone but the Mando. This is one of those scenes that just, you know, takes you back to your childhood. The first time you saw a Star Wars movie. You're just like, whoa. Oh, yeah. Mm. Also, well, reminds me of Mandalorian Republic. You run into several Mandalorians in that in that game. Yeah. They are not easy to beat. <laughs> <laughs> well, if they all have guns like that, dude, good yeah, night. And armor. Yeah, that's the armor. It's really, yeah. Well, unless you have, like, stupid force powers, then you just lightning bolt them all. Yeah. I love that. This is the way. This is the way. This is the yeah, they really, they really know how to use a catchphrase in this show. Yeah. I have spoken. That doorway is doing absolutely nothing. <laughs> it's just an arch. 
I do appreciate though that that those two guys obviously had a conflict and then basically right. Yeah, yeah. Greater it's like brothers, you know, fighting, siblings fighting. Right. Greater good for the Mandalorian. Right. Hey, there's what those hand things you're talking about that Ezra has. Yeah, yeah. So I thought when he activated this, I was like, oh, Karga's about to get frozen. Yeah. He's about to freeze that whole chamber. Not quite close enough. Pew, pew. <laughs> <laughs> this next scene comes straight from Back to the Future. Actually, I'm sure it's in several Western movies. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a, that's a trope. Just happens to have that silver dollar right there. Right. Seen in Batman, too. Yeah, 1989. Super convenient. Where's this? Mm. Lit up. See, they're lighting this place up. It's hard to come say that they're not like purging the city because since there's so many. I, I yeah. honestly doubt that they're gonna go through door to door and just kill people. My question is, did everyone know that there was a a large group of Mandalorians concentrated no, in that area? No, I don't think anybody. I don't think anybody knew. I think that's why this is a big deal. Yeah. Why they're having to move now too. I think Here's that. Yeah, I think that answer is no. The Rocketeer here. Who was the Imperial guy? Who's like, you know, it's hard. It's hard to find a Mando. It's hard to days. find a Mando. Yeah. Right. I mean, it just. I don't know. It seems like they'd be really easy to find right in the middle of that little strip. Oh, we don't. I mean, they're you know. In a town full of scoundrels and. Everything yeah. else, you know, everybody's undercover somewhat. Got to relocate. And I doubt that they let anybody. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> yeah. I doubt that they let You've any, earned this. any outsiders in live, you know. Yeah. Where they deal with them somehow. Man, you, I can't help getting this question. Where is he going? <laughs> you know there's another episode, right? No, I know that, and I can't <laughs> wait for it. But it's like, man, I can't imagine... What well, one thing we one thing point? we know he's not doing he's not going to collect that bounty that Grief Karga gave him earlier in the episode. You remember he gave him a puck for the yeah. calamari. Well, it could be that that puck isn't just for him though. Like it might be other guilds would accept the, the puck. Could be. Well, I mean, he did give, you know, he did send out multiple people for the the Yoda. Right. Exactly. I think all so. of his plans completely changed now. Oh, absolutely. He's got to go into. I mean, he's, you know, when uh, in, in the movies, if you do something. You know, if you're if someone's chasing you, you go to the outer rim. Well, he's already in the outer rim. <laughs> right. <laughs> Where does he go now? Goes <laughs> to the mid rim. Yeah. Of course not. Mid rim. Yeah. Um, Planet or no, Star Killer. Yeah, I mean, perhaps <laughs> you know he does track. He does use the puck to track down that uh, nobleman's son. You know, and starts working with him too. Are we going to see uh, the origins of the First Order in this series? I hope we get something. Because the first kind of has to. Because I was thinking earlier, you know, what characters from this new trilogy are going to be alive at this point? Kylo Ren is what maybe in his late twenties, thirties. So if he's born, then he is. He's being. He's, he's really right young. Yeah, he's being. He's yeah. being born. I don't know that we're going to run into you know any of the major major characters. But, um, Maybe not. It's fun to think about that. If we rev- well, it's just thinking about it logically, you know how how would they how would they do that yeah. with uh, a show, especially with you know the other actors older. True. You know they're not going to spend the they're not going to spend the amount of money that CG <laughs> Balea in here or you know something like that. But it we will be find out to, to get more references like that. Uh, wanted smuggler. You know, maybe we have 
Maybe that's all we have of the original character. What are we what are we thinking is gonna happen now? Well, he's gotta figure out what to do with Baby Yoda and his friends in the covert, as they call it, have to figure out what to do with you know, as far as finding a new hideout. Right. Well yeah, so they gotta find a new place they to g- live. They gotta find a new planet, presumably. But they also need to tell him where they're going somehow. Somehow. Yeah. You you act like this isn't a universe where everybody has communication just <laughs> across the galaxy. I mean I guess that's true. <laughs> Embedded in their helmets. Um their helmets can do everything we've already seen. Yeah. yeah. But you know, two they're gonna have to I feel like you know, we we're gonna see him more attached with that Mandalorian group now. I mean we kinda have to watching out for yeah. watching out for him and watching out for each other. At the same time, if I were them, I'd be really mad at him <laughs> because he uh, seems like he's broken all kinds of rules well, for this so, whole thing. Right, but yeah. this thing, if you think about it, this thing, you know, what they said earlier in the episode when they're in the covert and we're talking, you know, foundlings are the future, right? Right. Well, now this Yoda is a foundling. Yeah, So that's back, back to something I was talking about earlier. He sees a little bit of himself in right. this Yoda, you know, being that he's an orphan and we saw a little bit of foreshadowing when uh, the scene where his parents put him in the bunker and then the scene where he closed the stroller on the baby Yoda and you see it from his point of view, it's almost like a shot for shot the same same scene. Well even with like the way his mouth kinda like quivers it's like how it's kinda like, it's kinda open. He's like, Whoa, what are you doing? Like I don't I don't know how to explain that, but when you say shot for shot, like yeah, even his kinda like the kid. Yeah. 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 So obviously they have some kind of connection there and I think they'll explore that. Can you imagine him? Mandalorian Yoda. (laughs) (laughs) Mm. How would they get the helmet on him with those ears? Sweet armor. (laughs) You'd have to have big ear holes. It is the way. This is the way. This is the way. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so not only what is going to happen with the Mandalorian, but um, we know that the Mandalorians are going to find a new home. What about Grief Karga? Oh, not Grief Karga. Well, I mean, him too. Yeah. Is he going to chase Mandalorian around? Or, I mean, he may know where he's going if he he may track down that, try to track down that uh, Calamari. I don't see him being a long-standing character in this series. I think uh, for the, the, it's the actor itself. Yeah. It's it, a pretty big name to just have in it two is, episodes. It is, but the character seems a little bit disposable to me because now... He was a little bit responsible for this bounty coming to fruition for the Empire or the remnants of the Empire. So I would think he's going to be on the line for, you know, losing their bounty. I mean, he could be too. That's going to be, and maybe that's another subplot along the way that he has to hunt down the Mandalorian himself. Well, surely they'll explore that. Because. Yeah. And he's got a lot of contacts in the underworld, so he's got to find him. He's working for a, ma- uh, a bounty hunter guild. Why wouldn't they just place a bounty on this, on the Mandalorian now, yeah. too? Not only all those characters, but, you know, the um, uh, Herzog, Herzog. And, and Pershing. You know, they've got to show up again. We know the Empire's probably going to show up because we've seen, you know, bits in the trailer, but. 
where was Herzog while the Mandalorian was raiding? That's another question. That little area. Yeah. This was off Pershing. He got. He seemed to get out of there pretty fast. Yeah. Almost right. At, almost as he was out, or on his way out, as he was telling Pershing, you know, I can't guarantee your safety. Well, was right, he bye. the one that activated the fobs? Or was there some sort of trigger the minute he goes outside the door? I think Pershing would have had to activate the fobs because he's the only one that knows what's going on. You say right? Pershing activated them, or, or um, what he, is Herzog's name? Have we gotten his name yet? We he, we just know him as the client. The client. Yeah. Yeah, that's the name of the first episode, I think. Yep. The client. Yeah. So are you saying the client activated the fobs, or or Pershing? One or the other. It doesn't yeah. really matter which. Oh, or no, the cloner or whatever. Did. I think Herzog did it. I think, well, I think it's Pers- it Pershing was the only one that knew. I mean, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, I think it fits more with Herzog's character, but because Pershing, you know, we don't we don't know where his alliances really lie yet. But we also, we already know that the client uh, answers to somebody. There's some higher up there. Yeah. So oh, when yeah. he hears his bounty is gone, he's got to do something about it. That's true. His neck is on the line. In that conversation, they do they talk about a third party. Right. That there's someone else. There's Snoke. somebody higher up than him. Snoke. It's all, it's always Snoke. So Dude, something. It's Plagueis. What if it's actually so? What if Snoke is in fact a cloned, failed cloned Yoda? Snoke <laughs> looks like a failed cloned something, <laughs> exactly. but I don't think it's. A Yoda. I don't think it's a Yoda. And I <laughs> okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna I feel pretty say strongly this. about that. I'm gonna say this again. I don't want this Yoda to be a clone. The, the lines of thinking we have to be on is what they're going to be able to get out of this Yoda. Not what they've already done or what this Yoda is a result of. I think the more train of, the more line of thought or whatever is what they can take out of the Yoda. I'm, I'm not saying that, uh, that the Yoda, this baby Yoda is a clone. I'm saying that perhaps... So let's talk speculation for a second. You Let's do. We basically already know that Palpatine is involved in some format in this next movie. Right. Right. And we have absolutely no background story of Snoke, really. But what if... So Palpatine is old, and one way to slow down the aging process of Palpatine was to mix his DNA with a creature that already naturally ages slowly. (coughs) If you're going to go down that road, why didn't he just mix his DNA with a Trandoshan that can regenerate? Because I've been stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at least then he could regrow his arms. That's one of those things where you where blood O-type negative can only take O negative. That's true. So. <laughs> well, Different species. So one of the things I was trying to think about is, uh, you know, what all is going on in the galaxy at this time period. Uh, so we have, you know, we're, we're assuming, I think, five years after Return of the Jedi. Well, in uh, Battlefront 2, the newest one, the only thing I can think of that could be happening at this time is this Operation Cinder. I don't know how long that happened for. Of course, that was right after the Death Star 2 exploded. Right? You're talking about the, the story mode for Battlefront right, 2? with the campaign mode, yeah. Iden uh, Versio. So it's, it's basically Palpatine's plan B not plan B but um, I need to go back and play through that campaign to remember everything that happened right Um, it was basically him 
going through and I think basically dis <laughs> disintegrating each of the planets that uh, would have he would have had an affiliation right. with. Yeah. Um, because he obviously wanted the Wait, who's he? Palpatine. Palpatine. Yeah. Uh, he wanted Naboo gone. He wanted his his secret base on uh, wherever that planet that Luke went to, where he had his museum of artifacts. You know. Yeah. Uh, Pelio, Pelio, Pelio. That's actually referenced in Lego Star mm. Wars. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Fun fact. <laughs> Fun fact. <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> well, back to the real world. <laughs> <laughs> No, but that's the only thing I can think of that's going on, and of course I yeah. haven't read all of the books, you know, surrounding the new canon. But I mean, we could we could speculate all day about what Yoda is, but I think I think that's going to be the main mystery of this show is oh, yeah. what do they want with Yoda? What is Yoda? Is he a clone? Is he the offspring of Yoda and Yaddle? What is he? And but then what is Mandalorian going to do with him? I I'm all, I'm really interested in finding out more about the Mandalorian culture and about this covert. Yes what their origin is and what their purpose is, what they're going to do. I mean, I'm I'm interested in, in all of that, but more interested in how this leads into the, the sequel trilogy, you know, yes. as far as like the First Order, and we've already referenced the New Republic. Um, I kind of want them to go more into that, which, you know, a Mandalorian wouldn't necessarily, you know, be on the Senate floor right, or whatever of the <laughs> New Republic, but... Um, He's no Jar Jar. Right. <laughs> I just want to see Bothans. That's all I want. Bothans are like Drax. They're they're in every scene. You just don't see them. They're yeah. invisible. They're maybe when when uh, when Mon Mothma said many Bothans died. Maybe it was all of them, and she just didn't know it. Maybe I, yeah, they I went extinct. Didn't know the time. Yeah. Or maybe oh, no. she just meant just the small ones. <laughs> the mini Bothans. <laughs> the mini Bothans. Mini Bothans, not the mega Bothans. Or it was just all the males. Yeah. <laughs> True. Yep. Unfortunately, <laughs> just the males went to war. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't have enough tests. <laughs> <laughs> <Just> one round. <laughs> yeah. Well, so far, I'm. Mean, you know, I think we got. You know, our expectations are are good for what's coming up, and and from what we've seen, it's been pretty good so far. So, I think yeah. it's gonna be tight. The crazy thing is, forward. my expectations for the show, just from the first few glimpses i saw of it were through the roof mm -hmm. and they have still been exceeded by just about every aspect of this right show. oh yeah right a lot of people did not like the second episode i'm just thinking why yeah but why though that's <laughs> crazy yeah are people just determined to be upset about something well <laughs> i mean i think from their perspective it may have just been because a lot really didn't happen as far as story advancement but i'm like Oh. Come on. I think this story is advancing much quicker than most TV shows. Well, it is. Just about everything that happens advances Game it. Game of Thrones, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, I mean, I think they're working with a similar well, I take that back. budget, too. I don't know. At some point, I would I would like to see the full 10 hours of, <laughs> of footage that they have wherever they have it. But I guess for episodes, though, that are only like 35 minutes long, I suppose I can see that argument where you want to see more, more story. Right. Yeah. Because it means that means your story is going to be accelerated. I mean, because technically, if they were an hour long, you could have put episode one and yeah. two together as one long story. Right. But yeah, but you, I, I like this format. You have to put a lot of filler in an hour long episode. That's what I'm saying. Where in this show, the only filler is I'm walking from one building to the next, or I'm flying from this right. planet to another one. 
Right, that's what I was about There's to say. There's not much. With, with, long, with longer episodes, you can do filler, but or you can just drag out the story a little more. Yeah. But yeah. in this scenario, you know, like you said, I guess the complaint is the second episode is not really lending itself to story. You have such short episodes, you've now shortened your ability to tell story more. more right. Story. It's, it's almost that sweet spot where it's not so long that you have to add... Uh, drag it out and add filler and it's not so short that you have to advance it very quickly where you don't have time to breathe right it's kind of a perfect length for me yeah and if if we're talking about you know the whole theatrical run possibility of this of this show you know i think it's keeping them you know tight 30 minutes kind of easier to make a whole yeah it's a little more digestible but um but yeah Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I'm surprised, actually, because I was wondering, it's like, all right, well, uh, not necessarily will I rewatch it, because I absolutely will. (laughs) Um, I mean, I've already, (laughs) I think. I think we've already seen every episode. I was going to say, I was going to say, I think I've watched the first episode maybe four times that first week just because it was new Star Wars, you know, it was so good. But there's also a lot to chew on you know yeah and all this and then next week when we do this we'll watch one through four (laughs) (laughs) yes i don't know about that (laughs) um it's just hard to it's hard to put it down because it's something we've never seen before it's live action star wars television yeah yeah. we've seen so much of the animated stuff over the past decade that and this is actually something that right before george lucas sold uh the company this is something that he had been fighting to do was a live action series. So that thirteen uh, thirteen game, yeah, um, oh yeah, it dealt with you know the underworld of Coruscant. There was actually going to be a show, a live action show called Star Wars Underworld, and it was gonna. Ha- I, I feel like it's got it was gonna have the same vibe to it, uh-huh. where you're kind of dealing with the uh, the seedier. Yeah. denizen side of, of well, things. Well, I can definitely see this show turning into a video game right. along oh, the yeah. lines of uh, the Jango Fett Bounty Hunter game for PS2. Yeah. See, that's the sort of thing I want. I, I really want them to try to avoid doing, though, is creating creating a story that's not really relevant to the Star Wars story we know. It just happens to be a story that takes place in a Star Wars universe, and I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of that. Like, I... I I don't want to be like, oh yeah, here's stuff that happened in the underworld, and they have blasters and Jedi exist somewhere <laughs> else. You know, and you're like, well, great. You know, like. Yeah, if if they're gonna make a video game, it it would be nice to have ties into the, you know, oh here's a Jedi over here, and here's what a uh, Anakin and his friends are doing over there. Sure. Well, like Kotor, uh, Knights of the Old Republic, right? They can get away with that because it happens ten thousand. Right. Or, you know, whatever. So they say, here's a story that's relevant to its story. Yeah. You know. Um, and here we are speculating with Mandalorian. Like, is this Mandalorian story relevant to the Star Wars story? Yeah. That we know are we going to tie into the new trilogy? Well, looking at the track record of the last few shows, especially, you know, Dave Filoni right. being involved. I mean, this definitely has to tie in um, with the world, especially being so close to what we know and we've already you know talked about the empire being kind of still in existence somewhat but very small um so yeah, yeah i mean and, yeah and 
just the fact that it's dealing with the Mandalorians, I think that fact in itself has to lead to the larger story because we've seen where they were, you know, in the Clone Wars. I'm trusting that they will. Right. You know, uh, and right, Rebels is very very connected to the, you know, they... It wasn't so much that Rebels was directly connected, but mm-hmm. but it was connected enough that you're like, yeah, this wasn't completely irrelevant to the Star Wars story that we know. You know, where that, that's where I'm just saying I get worried that they're going to tell us some outer rim guy who just happens to yeah. Honestly, a lot of stuff happened out in the outer rim. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what happens in the outer rim stays, stays in the yeah. outer rim. Um, it's the Vegas of Star Wars, right? But uh, I mean, you know, I wouldn't. This is where this is one of the many things we disagree on because um, I don't know. Just being in the world, I think, is enough for me. As long as you tell me a good story, it doesn't. I don't have to see Jedi. I don't have to see necessarily, you know, a lightsaber. Then have it be its own story. Have it be its own. Then it is. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Have it be its own galaxy. Why does it need to be in the Star Wars galaxy? I'm kind of in the camp that I don't have to see it connect directly with the story. I like having Easter eggs every once in a while. But at the same time, uh, we saw the force introduced in the right. second episode, in the second chapter. I would have been okay if we never saw the force in this entire show, just because I like the the whole underworld elements and the the idea that you know these are just regular people trying to you know regular guys trying to make their way in the galaxy, right? And you know doing I mean, whatever they can to get ahead. I kind of like the the old west feel of it. I didn't necessarily have to have the Force and the Jedi come into it. Oh, not no. that it, not that it ruins it, but you know, at the same time, it's those Easter eggs are nice to have every once in a while. I don't necessarily have to have the main storyline tie-ins. Well, I'm not making that a requirement necessarily, but it's just like if you were to be, hey, here's Farmer Joe, and he's a moisture evaporator farmer, um, and here's a story about him and, and Jawas, and you're just like, <laughs> what? Yeah. I, I get what you're saying. It does feel kind of like a side story, but I don't my, know. I my like the direction is, we're going. My thing is, we all live in this world in our own minds anyway, so just to have it on screen, you know, it's that's not a problem with me, I, even if it didn't connect with the the movies. I think I just struggle with the idea that that's corporate monetizing, you know, and I just want to be like, please don't do that. <laughs> please tell me a relevant story. Okay. Right, that's what I'm saying. As long as the story don't leave, is don't not just called in or phoned in. ability to buy anything that's got Star Wars slapped on it. Uh, but we are going to that's buy that Baby Yoda. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I, I'm I, not upset. I love Mandalorian right now. Yeah, right? right. And I don't necessarily have an expectation that it tie into the story. I feel like it will. Like the... Um, the new game that just came out, right? Star Wars Fallen, Fallen Order. Um, it's not so much that it ties into the story, or is it there, or is it directly like, you know, has any bearing on what happens in A New Hope or anything. It's just that here's a story about a guy that was directly affected by Order sixty six, you know, and I'm completely yeah. okay with that. That's right. Fine. That's great. Yeah. You know, I just don't care about Smuggler in Next Galaxy over. You know. Yeah, I can see that. And that's it for the show. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll leave you with this. 
So yeah, I guess that's gonna that's gonna do it for this episode. We'll talk to you next time. Bye. With the next chapter. We've had Jeff. Jeff Hawkins over here. <laughs> that's my mama. <laughs> uh, Kyle. That is my name. And I'm Shay. This is the way. This is the way. <laughs> Were we supposed to say that after? <laughs> I think we should make that our sign off I on everything. <laughs>